All right, welcome back to another episode of the Captain Lou podcast. I'm Captain Lou, and this is Captain Luke here. There you go, Captain Lou and Luke. The Lou and Luke podcast yes. is what it's been called. Yeah, by who? You? Bob Lofton. He, oh. he podcasted about. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. The live, the Facebook live feed just completely pooped out. Yes, that's, dude. Finally, that's just we're gonna wait for it. Yeah, to trying back. to reconnect. Let's let it reconnect. Please. Why do we value the Facebook live feed? Because we like the interaction that we get, we and really we don't do. have ten thousand or a thousand subscribers on YouTube, so we can't switch yet. Yeah, we. That would be we're superior. Not even close to it. Have you looked at any of our stats? No, but I can right now. You just. I don't think. I think it's like ten subscribers or something it's very low but we haven't done any interaction with our youtubes it's back oh it's back plus it tells me mike villalobos is watching Hi, welcome mike v yellowbos mike v yellowbos <laughs> um we have 11 subscribers currently wait what we have 11 subscribers on the captain lou podcast that's, youtube channel that's it oh on the on the youtube yeah yeah, yeah. oh 11 yeah, yeah, yeah. on youtube is a huge number since we don't do anything anything at all yes yeah any comments or anything on let there? me let's hold on let's just see what we got going we on don't here. know nothing's gonna happen until we're putting clips on twink twonk twink twonk i know dude. are they gonna ban tiktok i don't is that actually in the air right now tiktok's where i get all my news dude there is some insane stuff on tink tonk i don't understand how it flies under their radar is there just like too much content for them to moderate i don't know no TikTok is, um, sorry to our listening audience, I'm fixing my, or am I fixing anything at all? Fixing my lav mic, it went completely rogue on me. I don't know why. I apologize to the listening audience for, you are, you guys were just subjected to being deep in the beard. <laughs> That's what just happened there. I'm going to actually double, I'm double nodding and I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going to get this thing right. I'm not just going to get it done. I'm going to yeah. get it right. Oh my gosh. I'm actually going to clip it. Nope, that doesn't work. I have to put it on. I have to put it on so it's... Look. I feel, am, are, like, I feel like I'm doing good right now. <laughs> I'd, like to take, I'd like to take this moment to remind our listening audience. Yes. This is on you. <laughs> this is on you. You are the ones who made the decision to listen to, <laughs> to the Captain listen. Blue podcast. Oh my gosh, dude. And... This is what you get. Right? We have decided as a podcast, the best way to gain followers is to gaslight our following. And don't forget victim blaming. Victim blaming. Absolutely. We're going to victim blame our followers. Yeah. This is on you. We know that you were listening to the Captain Lou podcast, but what were you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> You're tearing this podcast apart, dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I try. That's hilarious, yeah, dude. It's especially <laughs> nice when you have real life trauma. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it is. It's especially nice yes. when you've been since when you've been sincerely asked, viscerally yes. traumatized. Yes, uh, and you get to yeah. That's just nice. Let your hair down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let your hair down and spend some time with the Captain Lou podcast today. For what it's worth, for what it's worth, we're here to talk about things near and far. Yes. Um, I don't know if this is a continuation of the last episode as much as, as much as it is a continuation of this ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a fun time with it. This whole conversation that we seem to be weaving through all yeah. these topics. Sure. And. Um, 
uh, this week. So you were saying to me that we had 63 downloads or uh, 63 downloads today, which is strange because our episodes drop Tuesdays and Thursdays. So you would think that tomorrow would be our biggest download days, but I, I don't, I don't know if we're getting them. Is that the, the biggest download day? Is there a Let spike? Me check. I don't think so. I think our biggest one was like, um, maybe 80 a day, which is a lot. I mean, no, there's a lot of people out there. No like, hashtagging. Yeah, I think no it's possible. I, and I don't know how the algorithm works, but I think sometimes it just like blesses you somehow. We're you know, basically doing only the content creation. Yes. We, we uh, barely, we barely have enough time. Luke is a surveyor. Yes. Is that what you well, are? Yeah, I work for a surveying firm, You're, but I'm a project manager currently. So I do a lot less surveying than I do like billing and managing projects and okay. supporting other people essentially. And I am not a roofer, but I am a project manager yes. for a roofing company. In fact, I'm moving up. Are you? I am going to be the production manager of the company. Okay. And that means that I will be doing a lot of ordering, verifying, yes. site survey yes. stuff, as well as, um, I mean, we haven't done three in a day yet, but we do two a day That's a lot. many days. And I am running around. I am dog tired by the end of the day. Yes. Um, often find myself moving heavy objects, which I'm grateful to say I can still do. Yeah at going on 50 years old. I do not throw my back out when I have to huck a whole bunch of bundles of 90 pound bundles of shingles. Yeah. Very grateful for that. Yes. I don't, I don't feel like I'm not, I'm not breaking any PRs. <laughs> no PRs were broken in the making of this podcast. <laughs> I back that entire sentiment. Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. Sometimes the project management stuff is rough because the work itself is not, necessarily tremendously difficult at times but the stress levels can be high and like last summer i was managing like civil road projects for an engineering company i work for and you're getting to work at 6 30 and it's 8 30 sometimes 9 30 before yeah. the contractor is done at night and you have to be there the entire time and help them and oversee and you're also watching for errors that are happening or something they're trying to slide under the rug so you have to be good at being like hey we're not doing that, you know, but yeah. it's definitely stressful and time consuming. You know? I still have to, like, uh, one of the crews that was working today had another shift come in. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't get another shift. No, no, but, it's just um, you. They also have to, these guys work hard. Yeah. And I have a tremendous, tremendous appreciation for the hardworking people who are doing the roofing. I work in Spanish during the day too, which is an added blessing but yeah. is also really hard mental work. Yeah. Like I am rumped at the end of a day speaking Spanish because you never get to click in. Like my accent stays really lame unless I can, right. like this morning after we were done, we had a really victorious roof that went on very smoothly. Yes. And afterward I sat around and joked with the guys and was able to click over into like, proper full sentence paragraph yeah, yeah, yeah. Spanish with the guys and they're learning how I speak Spanish. Yes. There are a lot of ways to speak Spanish. Indeed. And I have to form complete sentences Yeah. in Spanish. I don't know these little staccato uh, slang terms and things like that. These guys just like pivoty pivoty pip and then yeah. they all know what it meant. Right. And I'm like, 
I'll lean to it into a guy and go, yeah, I'll say, excuse me. I am trying to communicate on the subject of these <laughs> supplies. Yes. I do not know the word for this object yes. that I'm pointing at right now. Yes, right. What is the word for this <laughs> yeah. in Spanish? Yeah. And they'll tell me the word. And usually, yeah. for example, yes. um, I don't know the word for bundle. Okay. And shingles come in bundle. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know the word for bundle. So I did that process yeah. and I discovered that the word for bundle is bundle. It's just as in English with an accent on it. Some of them almost sound like they're saying bondo. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Got it. And then I also <clears throat> realized like, I think they're called teclas, the, the, the shingles. Okay. But I don't know. Oh. Now it's written on the packaging and I think I learned teclas from the packaging. Yeah, what's the, what's the, do you know, like the professional shingle. word? Shing, shingo. Shingo Shing, is shingo. shingle in Spanish. Shingo. But they have a slang term for it. Shingo. Shingo is the slang term for yeah. it. Yeah, dame oh. un bondo de shingo. Okay, I gotcha. So I'm like learning the, you know, like. All the nuances of. All these, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because like pipe boot, I think I mentioned this on yeah, the last Yeah, right, you're, you're yeah. trying to figure out what a pipe boot would be, a bota de pipa, you know, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard that before. Nope, it's pipa. That's it, that's pipe, pipe boot. Weird. And we have these two-part pipe boot. Now, anyway, so yeah, yeah. The working in Spanish at the same time as driving everywhere, picking up, yeah. making sure everyone and organizing yep. those things, and you probably know, but you're, you're actually sitting doing budgeting and things like that yeah we do a lot of like Rooftop. sitting in an office and looking at computer screens i also like process data that comes in from the field so there's a lot of you have to be super detail oriented and know what you're looking at and know how to know how it's done and then know how to use the computer software that's gonna you're using and then on and on and on so it's pretty technical and kind of hate it sometimes Interesting. Uh, I have computer skills as well. I have to know how to order using the proprietary software yes. and apps of yep. our of our suppliers. Yes. And um, I have to be able to use softwares that are subscriber softwares. Yeah. To get a view of the property that is broken down to the inch. Yes. Like. Yeah. Wow. Like super intense. Yeah. Right. You can pull up a house and you can know exactly what to order and yeah. You know, go through your ordering and so i have to go on the on the viewing software yeah figure out what's going on there right and then uh i need to translate that into the ordering software make yes. sure i get everything and right. enough of it and then add 15 percent and yeah um, right, right. yeah in fact uh on shingles they give us the, the 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 spectrum of ordering okay so that you can sure yeah so uh the other stuff not so much and then pipe boots are funny yeah because the only way on that or that viewing software that you can tell right how many pipe boots is if you can see them yeah like and you have to and catch if, a shadow if there's a sh yeah yep. and if there's shadows aren't right you can miss them so you know, i have to keep extra pipe boots and stuff in the old in the old um truck <laughs> that's what they call it yeah camion is the word for truck and that's what i use but yeah they call them un truck <laughs> So yeah. that's hilarious. Like you, you know how to speak Spanish, but you have to learn like a slang form of Spanish from people who are living in the United States. So they're picking up English words and then 
Yeah. You know, like retranslating them back into Spanish and then you have to pick all that up. Absolutely. Yeah. That's actually fascinating to um, think about. And it, I'm grateful for it because it really is easier for me to remember words that are the same words I use. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They sound I really exactly appreciate the, same. the slanging of the language for me because yeah. I can use all the help I can get. Yeah. Sure. Um, I have a minor in Spanish that I earned through hard work and uh, good application right. 30 some odd years ago. So <laughs> that's hilarious. All my, all my Spanishing to date has been when I can catch a talkative pe yes. person who speaks Spanish. Yes. And it's been fun. My French feels better than my Spanish. Yeah, you have like a good French accent. So. I don't even know what to say about that. I don't even know what to say about that either. Not... I can barely say one word in French. Yeah. I'm like essentially the equivalent of like the Midwest. You, you know, know what's going on in France right now? I don't. There's know. a garbage strike. They're not picking up garbage. In Paris, there's a garbage strike. The garbage workers went on strike, and they're doing a 1981 New York. They did this in New York. I think it was like 1981. Bro, that's a problem. It was mountainous, and it is super toxic. Wow. And wow. You've got a problem when your garbage workers go on strike. Yes. They also are having massive riots in France. Massive riots in About France. About what? Well, here's what happened. Good. All right. So they have a constitution. Yeah. And a division of powers. Yeah. And they really believe in liberty. Yeah. La liberté. Okay. And um, so their government, namely their president, wanted to raise the retirement age. Okay. I don't know from what to what. Okay. But wanted to raise the retirement age. And the retirement age being raised is not something people cotton to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is it like uh, is it like our social security where yeah it's retirement yeah, age you, you know like you buy in throughout yeah, your right. career before and... you can draw your social security and it's called right. it's called la sécurité sociale okay yeah so it's yeah, the same system, so sure. they have the same same type of system and mm -hmm. and um, of course it's it's not good <laughs> yeah it's, it's all French but <laughs> oh my gosh dude. so what happened is yeah. they voted on it okay. And the legislature didn't pass it. Okay. And then they just did it anyway? So they just did it. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's intense. Um, the man. legislature didn't pass it. They either declined to vote on it yeah. or they didn't vote on it. I don't know exactly how that works. Okay. But what happened was the executive power of their government yeah. just did it. And that's not allowed. Wow. No, it's not. Right. <clears throat> so their constitution right now means nothing. Because sure. their executive branch can just do, just change major policies. Right. And, and so um, they're tearing it down, dude. Wow. That's what the French do. Yeah. The French will tear it down. I mean, good for them. Yeah. But I don't know if their government is afraid of it. Yeah. Because I mean, they're all French, you know. France keeps being France even when they tear it down every three weeks. Yeah. And the, uh, I don't know why the garbage workers are striking. The sanitation yes. workers are striking. <laughs> right. But they are. Maybe it's in conjunction with the retirement age issue. Perhaps. Um, but it is absolutely shocking to see that happening. I mean, and also makes me wonder whether our, I don't know, has our government done similar things? I mean, I know that the Bureau of Land Management, which is an unelected government bureau, yeah. levied new taxes on ranchers okay and came to collect all their property 
because they would owed two million dollars in these taxes that it, that folks were just paying them. Okay. And the ranchers were like, "We no. are not going to pay you." Okay. Because it's in our constitution that no taxation can be created right. without first passing through the legislature. Which makes sense. Right. I mean, they bury it in these giant nine thousand page omnibus bills. Yeah, 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 of course. Right. But is omni the Greek prefix for short? I don't know. Omni I feel like it must be because whoever had the idea that we should pass 9,000 page bills is <laughs> yes. definitely short bus positive. Yeah, short bus positive. So anyway, yes. cancel me now. Yeah, But this fine. is on you, dear listener. It means all. I know it does. You knew that. That was you I was just saying omnibus short I bus. actually did not know that. Well, I mean, I move fast. I it's know. Fine. I know. Greek prefixes. I know. Yeah, omnibus is actually Latin, and it means um, all of it, huh. giant. Yes. Um, omnibus is the dative and ablative form of the oh my gosh, dude. word all. Really? Yes. So <sighs> This is on you. <laughs> free Latin, Spanish, and French. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, what I, and what happened there was the ranchers had a standoff yeah. With the Bureau of Land Management and the ATF, and the Bureau of Land Management and the ATF backed down. Did somebody die? Yeah. Um, what happened was the ranchers retreated to a wildlife preserve while the county sheriff prepared, and, and they were they wanted to turn themselves into the sheriff, as far as I remember, because okay. the sheriff could protect them. Right. Because the sheriff, a county sheriff in America has more authority mm -hmm. they're the only law enforcement that i know of that the has they have the authority to arrest an fbi agent wow yes huh the county sheriff is elected yes. by the people and is reports directly to the constitution of the united states that's fascinating yeah. he can arrest a senator jeez yeah dude. he wow. can arrest uh, I, I think he can arrest the president of the United States. I don't know. Wow. That's that's beyond my, my Ken. Yes. And my Barbie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I do not own Barbie dolls. Yeah, you fine. know what? I used to have one that a guy sent me. It was burned. I feel like I remember that. Yeah, it was I feel like really. I've seen it sitting I think I threw somewhere. it out. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's probably that, a solid move. The burned Barbie doll really runs its course quite quickly. <laughs> Oh my gosh! The so, Barbie doll. Look, we talked about. <clears throat> we've talked about Jake Phelps. We've talked about. Yes. Um, I've thought about Jeff Grosso a lot. I've thought about yeah. our constant harping on dead friends. When is enough enough? Yeah. Um, let's do some more. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yep. I was really. I really liked our podcast on Thursday of last week. We talked about kind of the small arts and. We were really discussing Bob Lofton's email in which he asked us, what kind of skating is our favorite skating? Which is different than... He didn't. Than, he didn't. No. Oh, come on. No, that was his podcast. Was uh, He podcasted to our podcast. Really? Uh, we're dueling. Be, we're, we're, in a, we're in a vortex of small <laughs> podcasts. It's, I love of it. small, unlistenable, useless podcasts. Yes. Bob would agree with all those. Yes. He's very self-deprecating. Yes. Um, good chuckles. Yes. Um, but... Uh, 
Well, pod, uh, Bob, who it's running that Ira Glass, really good sound quality. Oh boy, yeah, very, he's nice. very. <laughs> Bob, you got the Glass. NPR. Yeah, you got the NPR smooth jazz yes. voice. I love it. It's melodic. He uh, said, "I would like to hear you guys talk about skaters. You really like to see skate. That's, that's specifically what, it is. what he wanted. Yes. So we didn't really do that. No, we didn't. We did gloss over the fact that it would be maybe the Ray Barbie, I, Tom yeah, Knox, Eric yeah, Dresson. We, we talked know, for about me. some of those boys, right? And for you, it would be who? I don't know. I I said that I was in kind of a transitional period in my skateboarding. I've yet to land on like what's happening or where I'm going, but it has been historically Grant Taylor, Nodis, Jimmy." Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Lord Wilkins, Mercy, Jimmy Wilkins, and a couple other folks of that similar nature. I, you know, how I used to love was Christian Hassoy. He used to be one of my favorite skaters because he just flew when I wanted to fly so bad. But uh, now yep. it's not so much that. Yeah. And people used to they you uh, coined the nickname for me the ragdoll or the the um, crash dummy, which is uh. Ben Schroeder. Ben Schroeder. Ben Schroeder. Because I used to skate like him. I used to just go for broke. Oh, I think I used to call you Ben Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah. Yeah. I think I that's I didn't call you a crash dummy. I yeah. called you Ben, ben Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah, it was so bad. But I quickly moved from that zone. That was probably only a year because it just was so bad. Dude. It was a long year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, longer for some of us. It was brutal, dude. Yeah, smoothed out really well. Yes. You're 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 one of my favorite skaters to watch. Don't be don't. That's just true. Because yeah. you take it easy. Yeah, I like it. Just when Luke fun. is skating, like, could he do this, that, the other thing? Uh, Possibly. He, I love, you're not chasing, you are, You already got the girl. Yeah, it's nice. You know that your father loves you. You yeah. already got the girl. Yeah. You, you're, you're settled. Mm -hmm. You've got bigger fish to fry uh, than your reputation among a bunch of, of uh, mostly men whose right. opinion about you is based on daring do. Yes. And I'm also realizing more and more that I'm trying to settle into what's important about life and what's not important. And to me, skateboarding is really low on that list, but it's something I really enjoy doing. So I'm, I, I am intentional about doing it. My wife is helpful in that way. She says things like you should go skate. Um, but I also realize it's total stupidity and you know, like the full on hedonism that's on display especially when we care too much about skateboarding. So when I go, I'm just really enjoying myself. And thankfully I've, I have, you know, acquired enough talent to go skateboard and not feel like I have to learn a bunch of tricks or, you know, I'm scared or it has to be daring do all the time. I can, I can move quick and smoothly and I really enjoy it a lot. So skateboarding you know, is not important. Yeah. Controversial take. Yes. Yes. Dear listener, we have to uh, <laughs> warn you that, that we have a mildly controversial take on something that <laughs> that uh, you, this this episode really, it's going to rock your socks. I know. Skateboarding is not important. Yes. And I think it's best. We've done this. Yeah. It's best when it's practiced with the understanding that what I'm doing right now is not important. Yes. Lives are not on the line. Right. That's why it's fun. Yeah. And um, the the kind of skateboarding that we like, the people we watch skateboarding, um, usually are folks who are maybe they look like they they have a peaceful, easy feeling with it. Yeah. 
Um, can't talk about what you like without juxtaposing it for contrast with what you don't like. Yeah. And what I tend not to like, for all the likabilities of, of the people involved, I tend not to like the uh, risky rail gap stuff. Yeah. Um, when really? For me, it was a degradation. Yeah, the skateboarding degraded into rail gap, rail gap, rail gap, high risk, high bar of entry, yeah. uh, unsustainable levels of athletic and danger, you know, like right. danger levels, athleticism levels, like yep. way up. And even as a kid, I rejected that. Yeah. And um, I, I've told many of the stories before. Right. So that that's the kind of, I don't like to be around people who are all spindled up around, but I, that's why I don't get along well with the battle. Yeah, sure. You know, right. I, I do not play well with others. Do you have... Uh... It's funny because, so I agree with you, but I actually like the fact that, um, in my opinion, skateboarding is big enough to encompass those guys. Mm. And the problem is that very largely the bandwidth has been, you know, narrowed to such a degree that anything outside of the bandwidth of rail gap, rail gap, flip in, flip out, crazy nonsense, high risk, low reward, you know, high consequence um, is kind of taboo within the more mainstream culture. That's the thing that's bothersome to me. Um, it's funny because since I don't normally have a high amount of respect for people who identify solely as skateboarders, um, which means I don't really care what people, you know, if, if somebody thinks I'm outside of that bandwidth, I just think that that's a really dumb thing, even though I care about them. So it frees me up to actually enjoy um, being around people who want to battle it out on a trick or or want to try really hard on something or have spent a large quantity of time doing the flip in flip out super tech stuff because that's not something that i like to do but i like that there are people out there who want to spend the time doing that again that so let's talk about the battle go ahead i have two versions of the battle in my mind good one of them is maybe something like working on it. Yeah. Like right. incrementally building the skill yeah. to do this thing. Yes. You know, like if I want to kick flip into a 50-50, yeah. especially front side. Golly. Yeah. Right. I know. I'm going to have to put in a lot of work. Yes. All right. Right. So I think we both agree that that's valuable. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's yeah. valuable to right. work hard and learn something. Yes. But is that the battle? I mean, I, I think it is. Yeah, I think it, it depends. Like You you have a person who says, okay, I'm going to go to the skate park and I'm going to try it a hundred times. I'm going to be super disciplined. Yeah. This is something I really want to learn. Do it. That's badass, man. Get after it. Here, let me help. Can you want me to film? Like, what do you need? Let, let's get you to do this. That's yeah, awesome. That's, that's cool. But. There's another person who says, I want to kickflip into a 50-50 and they're a completely toxic kind of POS at the skate park and they're making everybody else uncomfortable or How? even How? Uh, maybe they're jamming up the session, they're blasting through other people's lines, they're getting really mad, screaming really loud, throwing their board. To some degree, I will accept that because the skate park is a public place and people have the right to behave however they want to be. But Within I, reason. I don't respect yeah. that set of behaviors as it connects to that person you know what i mean i'm not i'm not looking at that person and being like wow i have a lot of respect for that guy i'm like oh dude this guy's taking it way too seriously this is really hard to watch 
And sometimes what's even worse is a person who can already do the kickflip 50-50 and you feel the air around them that they demand respect from the people at the skate park because they do that and they feel justified to behave poorly to other people there, which is classic human nature, you know? Well, I wouldn't respect that in motorcycling and, you know, in it, but it, it exists or... everywhere. It is. Yeah. So let's let's go back to the battle. Yeah, go ahead. I'm so yeah. I'm at a skate park, mm -hmm. right? You're right. And <laughs> there's a guy there, right? You're right. All right. So so I'm I'm thinking about this because I've been there so many times. And there's someone there. Yeah. And they're trying something. And they're trying it. They're trying it. They're trying it. They get yeah. close. They sure. make it. And then three months later mm -hmm. seeing them that yeah. year you know they're making that a whole bunch of times and there's a legitimate victory of progression involved there yeah and that is a heartwarming thing i love i love seeing that right you know people don't just magically be good at skateboarding yeah skateboarding a lot of people are gifted in athletic things and sometimes it comes easier to other people you know yeah but I'm always really pleased when I see someone and they've they've they put in the work and they they build that and yeah. and I don't think that's what I'm uh, that never bothers me yeah snaking people and having bad etiquette whatever dude I'm always you know I I'm I haven't seen enough of that right I mean I might do some mild heckling or something like that sure I'm not really a heavy regulator i just don't see the need for it the, the sure. worst examples of that are like clueless self-entitled little children yeah who really need their parents to yell at them right and you're like little kid don't get killed today hey right. be careful but if they won't be careful you yep. change your session yeah you know we can't right. teach kids those lessons absolutely so i see that but the battle when i think about it mm -hmm. and yeah. I have friends who I've had spicy conversation with because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll go out and, and I'm not just talking about you right now because no, I no. have a long, not you, you, yeah, but, yeah, you know, but then those if people you're one like, of my friends and you're listening to this and you feel like I'm talking about that one time, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. This has been a, a thing that I've, I've seen many, many times in my life where yeah. somebody decides that they should be able yeah. or that they must be able. Yeah to do a trick. Right. And then they exhibit a behavior pattern. Yeah. And it, it starts with that. Well, let's say they want a kickflip manual. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. On a, a six inch tall, yeah. eight inch tall thing. Manny pad. Yes. Right. right. Like something that's that. That's a, a display of real mastery. Yes. I think. Yeah, for sure. So they start trying to do it right and you're you're going to be at the park for you maybe you're doing two parks or three parks a day like i used to do all mm -hmm. the time right you're going to be at the park for an hour yeah you know right and so they start trying to do it right and part it's precious that we get to be at the park oh my gosh yes. but they've got a thing they're working on yeah and they start to get mad yep you know they try it once right maybe from the first try they're already heated. Yeah. Then they begin to exhibit what I consider to be unpleasant behaviors. Right. Yelling. Right. Throwing. Right. Stomping, huffing, puffing. You right. Know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are really common behaviors. 100%. Yeah. And then I come out with that old joke, like, come on, man. 
we all know you can't do that yeah, trick I yet. Love that. You know, don't don't act like don't act like you always make that. Yeah, and right. Give us a face like what yeah. happened? What happened? Yeah, like what happened? Just I can't believe I didn't make that. Yeah, right. We right. can. Yes. All of us yes. can believe easily you didn't make it because of the sixty-five times yes. you've tried it without making one. Yes. All right. And and so I tend to try and take the piss on that, you know. Yeah. I I do. Right. I'm I'm somewhat reliable, even in mixed company. Right. To throw a raz out there. Yes. When that's going on, I don't want to start fights in the parking lot. No. And you know, and I don't. That's not my intention. Right. But um, sometimes that's extremely effective to make a connection with that person and really bring the levels down I have, and actually help them make the trick. I think we've both, so much pressure. We've both seen that happen yeah. where somebody relaxes and knows like, yeah. okay, these guys love me. Yeah. I'm, you in know? The, I'm, I'm in the, I'm on the team. Yeah. I'll say that to him right. too. I'm like, look, you can't make that trick. You're still in the group. Yes. That's another joke I'll make. Right. Like, Dude, you're in the group. Right. You know, right. Um, one time I can think of, I really stunk up a session because I, kind of took the guy aside yeah but he was not trying a kickflip manual he yeah. was he was trying something that was really hard sure he was working himself over hard right in front of me yeah and a park was set up so he was occupying a lane yeah and uh, i said to the guy um hey man like you're getting tired yeah I, i'm afraid i'm a dad and i'm afraid you're gonna get hurt he was in his 20s yeah yeah, yeah. And I, and I said, I'm, I'm a dad and I'm afraid you're going to get hurt. Right. Ma you know, maybe consider just like taking it down and, you know, yeah. like just kind of cool, right. cool off. And he was, he was not pleased by the input. I understand and respect that. I'm sure. not, I don't think that I deserve to be respected. Right. Um, and, um, and then the guy that I had with me yeah. who looked up to that skater, yeah. that was like a Pro, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. a pro skater. Right, super good, right. He was a super good pro skater with a big career. And um, I just cared about the session. Yeah. You know, I just cared about his safety because he was exhausted. Mm -hmm. It was obvious that he could make the trick. Yeah, he's about to break an ankle. But he was about tired. to. That's what I yeah. said to him. I said, I'm really scared you're going to break your ankle or something, bro. This right. is how accidents happen. Absolutely. N not appreciated. And then the guy that I brought with me, he could like never forgive me. Wow! Really? For oh my gosh! For mouthing off to yes. like a pro. Yes. And I was like, well, you know, I, I my response was, you know, you're totally entitled to that. Is I mean, right. I, I get, it. I rub people the wrong way. Everyone does. Sure. I don't need to be respected. Yeah. Um. And and uh, so the battle. Yeah. When I talk about battling for a trick. Right. Like working to develop your skills. Yeah. You like you can incrementally develop skill, which produces a, a much smoother, oh boy. Yeah. well rounded set of skateboarding skills. Absolutely. Right. Or you can you can focus real hard on the achievement crisis. Yes. Crisis right. level. Yes. It's a miracle you made it. Yes. You know, right. This reminds me of an anecdote. Dad. That's why we're here. Yes. Yes. So I was at an event mm -hmm. with my team mm -hmm. and we tended to it was a demo yeah and they put our company name on the flyer okay with the the real company's name yeah 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 yeah. all right yeah so we're we're involved in yeah. this event so what we did what we always do because we're just this little scroungy yeah, yeah, yeah. bunch sure we showed up two days early 
<laughs> you know, and we, yeah. we scumbagged it two days early. Right. And skated for two days with all the kids. Yeah. And the big kids. Yeah. And we're just having a party. Absolutely. So when yeah. the event came by, we helped to set up and tear down. And yeah, you know, yeah. we, we helped put on the event. Right. But we really didn't, we really didn't participate in a demo. Yeah. Jeez. When the when the pro team arrived, the venue asked them and said, "Hey, do you guys want to do like separate demos, or do you want to do it session style?" Yeah. And I was so happy that the yeah. pro team that had come, right, and they had the ad, Thrasher ads and the whole deal. Yeah, 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 sure. They were like, "No, dude, let's just have a session." That's so sick. And, yeah. And the culture of that company, which was lovely, I don't want to mention them by name because sure. I don't want this anecdote to. Right. to be too real life. i don't want to expose anything yeah because i'm about to say something that yes. doesn't reflect well yeah i'm not going to say on who right um who knows it could be one of the guys with me maybe i don't sure. want to reflect badly yeah. on my history right. right right so you decide so we're there that night and the and the the session is going yeah and we're having a great time it was a real success and we stayed two days after so too. sick yeah so so, so so we're we're down there and we we sold a lot of wood through that shop mm -hmm. um and we're just having a great time but there was this corner of the park that became this one guy had and there was a filmer a real filmer yeah with right a, with, you know, like a real legit. camera we were still using like flip cams <laughs> yeah and um <laughs> There's a real filmer really filming a real skater with a real reputation and a pro board and, sure. a, and the chops to match it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were skating around and for like an hour mm -hmm. and 15 minutes, an hour and a half. Yeah. This, this dear soul was attempting a, it was a hip. Okay. Was attempting a kickflip of some style maneuver. Yeah. Some flippery do trick. Like a backside flip or something? I think it was a backside. That's a cool. He was coming up front alley. I, I yeah. can't get okay. it back right That's now. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But it was a precision maneuver yeah. of, of respectable caliber. Yeah. Sure. And he exceeded an hour. Yes. And he got one. Okay. And then I enjoyed skating like a good portion of the night yeah. with that guy on sure. this like three foot tall, 12 foot wide mini ramp. We just Dude, cut up and had so a great sick. session. Yeah, right. Well, then the video comes out right. from that, that company. Yeah. And there's that trick. Okay. And I was like, I have no problem with this. Yeah. It really happened. It was really done. Sure. And yes, it took an hour and a half yeah, of yeah. trying. Sure. But it he got a clip for his video. Right. Now, here's where the problem comes. Okay. Please don't ask me to respect you yeah. as a celebrity or as a higher life form <laughs> because of that of your of your video parts. Sure. When that is a curated selection yeah. of many of them are very, I mean, they're all displays of perseverance and talent. Yeah. But like, and I don't think most of the skaters out there really require that. But now and yeah. then you get someone who is really quite big for their britches. Yep. And they, they, uh, 
they think that they're the mayor or the king of something because yeah. they did trick A or Z. Right. And that's just not how respect works. Yeah. Um, in our mainstream culture, we've given far too much respect to people who pull off amazing tricks. Yeah. I am personally not amazed by the tricks. I know. Um, when a person sets themselves to accomplish something, they usually get it or get something quite impressive besides it. Sure. So I recognize the perseverance that goes into it. But as I watch, I, I can't help but think almost every time I see someone really good at skateboarding, mm -hmm. well, that's lovely. How's your life? Yeah. Because we've got so many dead friends stacking up. Right. Are you part of the marketing machine right. that encourages kids to take drugs and be and and fall off into this flood of dissipation right so i i have yeah. that in my brain right right yeah so the battle you know like a guy you could you could go to the skate park and try a, a hundred kickflip to manuals never make it and i just love it yeah but if you start throwing your board and getting getting weird yeah i I don't know. I'll tell you to sit in the truck. <laughs> Go sit in the Go truck. Go sit in the truck. <laughs> right. Man, sure. You know? Right. Yeah. I know. It's funny because I used to associate, like, anytime I would ever see somebody really battling out for a trick, I would really very quickly, without question, associate that with something that I didn't like for a long time when I first started skating because I was just, to me, that represented a culture that I wasn't very interested in, in being like or emulating. And then as I grew and skated with different people, you know, I spent, because in the beginning I was skating with you and your crew for a long time and I was really hearing what you were saying about skateboarding. And then I went, I lived in LA for a year and skated with those guys. I lived in Colorado for a long time, skated with all those guys. And I really began to round out my perspective on what we're talking about. And it's funny because I started to ask myself or when, when, when I would watch somebody battle a trick, especially a friend of mine who I really cared about, I, I was asking myself, okay, what's happening right now? What I'm seeing the behavior set that's happening. What does this represent? And is there anything about this that I like? You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially for young men, um, there's an aspect to the battle in which it's like a microcosm of, you know, some sort of battle that's being fought that, I think it's ingrained within us, especially for younger men, though I think younger women fit into this category as well. Oh. We're looking for something to fight. You know what I mean? For, we're looking for a challenge to overcome. And I could see that being like on full display in the people around me. And when I saw it in that perspective, it really helped me to enjoy it more and to be way more supportive and, you know, do my best to be helpful because, you know, very oh. often I, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm, I've got good balance, so I'm good at skateboarding. So I, I want to get in. I want to, you know, get under and lift. I want to help them to accomplish this thing that they're that they're mm. doing. Um, the hard part is you have to hold that on one end, and then you have to hold, you know, the the toxic. Sorry, I got a scam likely coming in here. The uh, the the toxicity of a person who has decided to correlate directly their ability on a skateboard with their worth as a human being, you know also you know amalgamated inside of that is there was as a human being in direct correlation to like the affirmation of the skateboarding crew that they're in and i think that's where it gets nasty so it's i don't know it's interesting to see it in both because 
I have a friend who I love, and he he loves to do the battle. And when he's in it, I really love it because I know him well enough to know that this is the way that he interacts with the world around him. Is in you know, in his mind, a good offense is a good defense. So I like that about him, and I see that made manifest when he's battling something out. Um, hmm. I don't know. So it's an it's an interesting, you know, dichotomous like. Thing, so you know. you're you're juxtaposing mm -hmm. the inner identification with the heroic journey. Yes, yes. I am reacting to my perception. Yeah. Very flawed, very yes. limited. That it is a, a, an interaction not with the heroic journey, but yes. with an inferiority complex. Yes. And I see I, those both. Yeah. I, I see yeah. the heroic journey of the person who persistently tries, humbles right. themselves, tries something that's component of, for example, kickflip manual. Super hard. All right. Here's, you, you want to do kickflip manuals. Great. Do I right. do them? No. But I do know this. Right. The first thing I need to learn for kickflip manuals is I need to have manuals on lock. Yeah. I need to know manuals from every type of landing. Yes. Like rear wheel manuals. Just, yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. All right. I also need to be able to kick flip very well yeah. up, up. Yes. Onto second level. Yes. So if I'm trying kick flip manuals yep. and I'm having trouble even kick flipping up yeah and and landing straight and square on a second level yeah i'm gonna humble myself yeah and i'm gonna do, go do about a thousand flat ground kick flips yep and about a thousand kick flips up a level yes literally which will take you weeks i mean it depends on how much you skate maybe you could do it, it in could take days. two days Oh, it could take two days. I'm, today, I yeah. would get a repetitive stress injury. I'm 50 yeah, yeah, yeah. years old. Sure, you know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's, like, that's like what it is. And, yeah, yeah. and to me, with, with all of these useless kickflips, right. right. I know that I'm building that skill. Right. And I'm facing down the demons as I do it. Yeah. Right? Right. And I'm wiring in skills. Now, what's ironic about doing a whole bunch of flat ground kickflips is I'm going to get a lot better at kickflipping up something and down, down something. Down something, yep. Right. Yeah. It's funny how that works. I might start getting real nice back foot catches. I might start getting the timing and the feel yeah. for the flick path and really start to get super good kickflips. I know. Just a good kickflip. That please, would be nice. You know? I know. Yeah. And then when I've dialed that in, I can take it to second level kickflips. Yeah. Now at the point where I'm landing second level kickflips smoothly with my weight over the back truck. Right. Which is really where you want your weight. You want your weight to be like 50, 30, 70, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. front 30%, back 70%. Yeah. You know, when you're riding, you kind of want that. Yeah. And when I'm yeah. dialing that in, this is going to translate into better control for kick flipping for a front side 50 50 grind or kick flipping for a backside 50 50 grind right it's not as easy to transition into kick flip back tail slide yikes or yeah. kick flip front tail slide yeah um but you know yeah. what you have to do all of that to get to the kick flip crooked grinds yeah which are hard i bet they're easier than a backside 
like a, a kickflip to backside tail. Okay. I, I see think, a lot. I think in I my just uh, and I wouldn't know. I yeah, have yeah. never. I've never gotten those tricks. Sure. But I here I am, and I'm yeah. like, so you want a kickflip manual? Right. First, you need great. You need good, yeah. solid kickflips. Right. Where you can land on the tail pocket. Yeah. With your weight back. Right. So you come out here and you spend half an hour of, of an hour long session. Right. With friends. Yep. And. You're going to be trying it because that's where you're at. And that yeah. is lovely. Yep. But you're going to, oh my gosh, like that, you know what? I'm seeing that I, my perspective is deeply flawed and that's good. That's why we do this. I don't, the point of the podcast is, but, <laughs> but if a person's on a heroic journey yeah. with it, right. There's a certain kind of behavior set that's not antisocial that's going to come out of that yeah if they're a person of character that's the other thing because well, and I, that's what i care about right i started battling because i was skating with people who love the battle and i loved them so i was like okay i, I want to do what you're into i want to sure. see what you like about this so they would challenge me to do stuff and i've part of the reason i discovered about why i didn't like the battle is because i had to be bad at something you know what i mean i had to right. accept the fact that i wasn't as good at a thing that i thought that maybe i could be it's like very humbling. My head. it's totally humbling and i had to be a person of character and say oh man you know what I need to practice this you know like i i can't demand you know that i can just do a trick on demand if i haven't done the work you know so what what is that I, I am i lazy i might be a lazy person um i i would not be angry if someone accused me of being a lazy person who doesn't care enough about being good at things well i that that, that could land from my perspective i see you as a person who has directly correlated <laughs> the battle with the toxic skate culture that you've been so that we've all been inoculated with for so long and because you're so anti that it's easy to you know somewhat throw the baby out with the bathwater. maybe you know I'm, I'm totally open to that and it's a nuanced thing because you know that same friend that i have in my head right now sometimes when he does the battle he's toxic as shit you know what i mean like uh -huh. like bro you gotta stop you sure. you know like you're having a bad day right now and um, and you're sharing it with yeah, people around yes, you that's where yes that's, that's where for selfish. me one reason I, I back up off of stuff, for yeah. example, like um, I do frontside disasters, but I don't do lip slides. Yeah, just as God intended. And you, you, someone might say, Lou, man, you should try lip slides. And yeah. I'll say, you can, you can go sit in the truck <laughs> because the reason I don't do lip slides is because I don't enjoy, um, I, broke my, I broke my wrists so many times over the years. I've bruised my palms, stone bruises, right. wrist fractures, torn cartilage. You know, I'm just, I'm done, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you what I will do is I'll go frontside disaster clip out. Oh, yeah, you will. Just onto the, onto the, onto the, uh, that there. Yes. I'll go frontside disaster clip in. Yes. That I'll do. Yes. You know. But no, no, I'm good. Yeah. I, I'm like really, so the guy who comes up to me is like, yo, why don't, why don't you lip slide? I'll be like, you know what? One of these days I'll get feeling feisty Yeah. and I'll get, I'll find a spot where I really like it and I'll come up with speed. Yeah. We'll lip slide. I've done yeah, it before. Yeah. Right. I'll do it again. Yeah. Sure. Someone says, well, why don't you do backsmiths and why don't you do back disasters? And I'm yeah. like, well, that, that one, the, my reason for not doing those two tricks, uh, when I do backsmith stalls, which is how I learn grinds, yeah, um, I find them pretty pleasant. 
Right. But they're not very interesting to me. Yeah. I don't, I'm not getting what I came there for, which is I came there for motion and yeah. for those they're just, they're, they're clumsy and I just don't prefer it. Yeah. But back disasters on those I'm lost. Yeah. Sure. I turn the other way. Yeah. I know if I did this a hundred times that I would have it in one day. Yeah. Sure. In one day, yeah, I could have nice, clippy, yeah, back disasters, right? Um, but I don't like that. Yeah, that's not why I went out skateboarding. I came out skateboarding to go, 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 and I skateboard yeah. rarely enough now, right? That I just really appreciate the motion of the session. Yeah, so I don't get the feeling I want from those, so I stick to the things that keep me moving, and those don't bother me. Um, but the inferiority complex. Um, of like, if you can't do this trick, right? <coughs> you're not in the group. Gosh, dude. Yeah. Um, that one is, uh, you use the word toxic. Mm -hmm. That one's a stinker. It is. That's, that's a, a poopy diaper. That's a poopy diaper. Yeah. And the thing about this inferiority complex is I find it in my opinion to be much more common than the heroic journey of discipline. 100%. I do. Yes. Um, I know pros who are heralded as some of the very best yeah who obviously their life journey in skateboarding was fueled with having to do this or you're not loved right you don't have value outside of this yeah it, it drives me batty to think that people are imprisoned in that mental dungeon 100 percent. and i think that they should do no skateboarding and and go and um work and yeah. do something else for a while yeah they should be much less dedicated to skateboarding and work on their lives because the right. fame that they achieve right. just plays into a very expensive and wasteful lifestyle. Yeah. If the shoe fits, wear it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, to be completely fair, I think, you know, my perception of a person on a hero's journey, um, there have been times where that's been really, really true about a person. I, I can see them really honestly working towards something and really wanting it. Yep. Uh, but sometimes it's me giving that person the benefit of the doubt oh, in a, they, in they a large that, manner. They call that projection. Yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah. And perhaps it is because I, by nature, I'm an extremely sweet person. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Right. People are really important to me. Right. Like I, you know, I'm, and so that is the error that I can sometimes fall into is projecting my own perception of what they were doing onto them. You know, maybe in their head, they're being, you know, it's all tied to all the nasty, you know, things that a person would have a skateboarding trick tied to, you know, like being in the group and I'm not cool if I don't do this and how am I ever going to get married or whatever, you know? Um, <laughs> but when I battle a trick out, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, it really is like that, dude. It really is. It's horrible. When I think, yeah, the projection is, is definitely part of it because when I'm battling a trick out, when I'm doing it really honestly, which is really difficult to do, um, I feel like I'm on a hero's journey and there's a part of that that I, really enjoy but i think the part i was going to bring this up it's a little bit difficult to explain but to admit to oneself that one wants to do a certain skateboarding trick and currently cannot takes a level of vulnerability and a level of childlikeness that is really hard to be honest about especially if you got you know if you're more prone to be shame driven because very common it's super common it's especially in skateboarding um it's super common because 
the, that level of vulnerability, you know, to, like for you to tell a friend, hey, I really want to kickflip frontside 50-50, the danger there for a person is mm -hmm. that their friend would look at them and be like, that's dumb as fuck. There's no way that you could ever do that and you're stupid for wanting it. That's like the thing that plays <laughs> in a person's like, head. I know I can do it, dad. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's what happens. That's what's going on. It's 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 like self-contempt as a way to protect oneself from the rejection that might happen if you can't do it and people think you're dumb or if you were to tell somebody that you wanted to do it and they think that you're stupid. But that never That's happens. Hard. It's almost never happened. That's not a thing. But you know what? It probably happened one time when they're five and their neural pathways are literally yeah, wired to such right. a degree that it's this tremendous act of courage to even admit to themselves that this is something that they want to do. So when I started to battle, when I was, you know, I was with people who I trusted and I knew who cared about me and they were challenging me. I was experiencing senses of freedom because I felt safe enough to admit to myself, oh yeah, I definitely want to like come up really fast and do a, a, a nollie backside 180 and do a half cab over the thing and then come around and do a backside nose blunt on this thing that's pretty big. I actually want to do that. Um, and it was sick to be with people who actually had my back and who thought that I could do it and were wanting to uh, encourage me. So yeah, it's funny how to me this all this stuff is super psychological. Um, it and, is and that's emotional. What, that's, it's packed with emotion for people, you know. Skateboarding is very soul level for it people. It is, and man. that's why we love talking about it. Yes, we love talking about skateboarding because there's a lot going on there. Yes, there is. Right. I wrote this card while we were while uh, Luke was was sharing hmm. about achieving the the trick yeah and you said something like now now i can get married or yeah, something like that yeah, right. i wrote this card and it says great job now your life has value and meaning a woman will love you and, and you will be happy now yeah <laughs> right? dot, dot, dot. and and i i made this card because that's like it, people fight for ability respectability legitimacy in skateboarding yeah. As if the value and meaning of their life depends on it. Yeah. As if the love of brethren and women depends on it. Yeah. And skateboarding has this this strange thing that happens is there's a there's a set humanity has this. They sell cosmetics like this. They say, oh, if you buy this, then you're going to be desirable. Yes. You know, people want to be desired. It's very, very deep in us. Yeah. That kind of desire is hardwired into humanity for the procreation of the species. Yeah. So for men, respectability is massive because a man who um, isn't respectable yeah. is not going to, they're going to be lonely. Yep. Um, right. And um, that's like women want to be desirable and men want to be respected. respectable. These yeah, are right. not bad. These yeah. are not bad, uh, you know, basics. Right. But th the problem is that you will have value and meaning among people who exist in this like fishbowl. And it's just, um, it's just this fishbowl of people who believe that this will give value and meaning to us. Right. Now, and some of us are just an SOB and we just got to get this trick and that's respectable. <laughs> At least it's consistent. Yeah. yeah I mean, right. I, it's like, no man, this is like, uh, but you know, I know guys that are involved in different disciplines Yeah. and they really have a deep inferiority drive. Yeah. 
and they and they really feel like they've achieved respectability and value right when they achieve these levels it could be a military rank or a, right. you know a special you know a special talent you know or something like that right and it exposes an underlying philosophical idea that my value is determined the meaning of my life is determined right. by these external things that if you got paralyzed would be gone. Yep. Right. The things that you lose when you're paralyzed are not the things that you should be super upset about when you fail in them. Yeah. This ought to loosen us up so that we're brave to do the heroic journey. Yeah. And to engage right. the technical, yeah. the, the, the capacity and opportunity for technical progression in yes. skateboarding we should be able to engage that but because we haven't answered yeah this this thing we're right. trying to use skateboarding or trying to use this right drugs just take you out of the race entirely you feel right. as you feel for a moment as though you've already achieved it right you know and it's a great feeling you right. know whether you're dead inside on heroin or you're you're just happy and easy on yeah. pot right um you know I yeah. gotta pee so I bad. Have to pee dude. bad too. I gotta pee. Can we just pause it? I don't know <laughs> if we can pause Facebook. We're gonna finish Facebook. Okay. It's pee break, and then we're gonna do another probably twenty-five minutes on the podcast. Yeah, so podcast, we're pausing you now. Thank you. And then we will be back. Bring again. And we're down. All right. So, oh, are the are these lavies? Mine's yep. on. Mine's on. Lavies check. All right. We took a we took a pee break. It's dude. our first time. My eyes were literally floating. Dude. I stood up and, folks, I stood up and thought I was going to pee my pants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that he was did. intense. I knew he, I thought he couldn't make it, too. <laughs> I thought, that's what's going to happen. That's how dedicated Luke is. We should uh, install catheters before every episode. That's, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> we're so I'm, dedicated. I'm firing up the, uh, the, uh, the goob tube. No, the, uh, yes. the fake book. Um, copy. And... That was cool. I just yes. learned another thing I doing saw that. that. Did you see that? I did. You can still select it from there. Yes. And pasting yes. and did that. So we got this going on. Podbean just suggested surviving MK Ultra as a oh, podcast I might enjoy. Dude. Um I could, I could see I mean if they would teach me how to, it'd be cool. You know. I know. But I, if I have to survive MK Ultra, I feel like should I be talking about it? No, I just feel like I don't think I would survive it. <laughs> I would just die. I don't. I don't think I would survive it. You can't kill a dead man, folks. Yeah, I think not surviving MK Ultra is probably the way through. <laughs> it's probably the way through surviving. I don't know. I think maybe we could talk Ted Kaczynski. I don't know. All right. So we welcome back our Facebook no, we live gotta, stream. We gotta we go gotta... live. Oh, we didn't do it yet. There it is. I did a bunch of things. I put the I link know. in there. I know. I know. All right. Welcome back, Facebook live stream and YouTube yes. archive. Yes. It's an archival repository. That's what our yes. YouTube is. Until the first EMP hits. It's all gone. <laughs> and you know what? Let it go. Yeah, it's fine. It is. A lot of things wouldn't be fine. That's one of them would. Yes. We would have to be paying attention only to actual things. Yeah. Huh. Most likely things that would be going quite badly. Oh, gosh, dude. Yeah, dude. For real. It would be a pain. Um, we were discussing the connection with the battle. Oh, I think we, I think we beat that horse. 
hard. I don't know. I think we were really moving into some good stuff. Because we were we were dissecting the reasons why a person would like the battle well, and why a, people, a person wouldn't. So we, were, we wound up kind of distilling it yes. into a discussion right. of juxtaposition. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With the hero's journey on yes. one side yep. and the this inferiority right shame induced this drive. toxic inferiority yeah. complex on right. the other side right and who isn't a mix of both yes but what does a person do when they've been rewarded for participating in that toxic yeah inferiority complex what do, what does a yeah. person do i know when it's been institutionalized around them with market yep and with culture yeah i mean the same is true of like everything it's everywhere i know, I know. it's everywhere you get good at football and all of a sudden it's cocaine and strippers i know you know and and, and that's a and, tremendously right. life destroying thing right but people don't look at it when they're you know they they got praised all through their youth for being good at football and then they wind up you know at a at a pro team football party and then now right. that's encouraged and right. like the whole world encourages us toward this i know and here's you know this there's a difference there yeah and, and um one of the who can who can tell i know by one the way the, this is brought by brought to you by life no skateboards. skateboards there you go um, <laughs> one, one of the most painful things for me to see as a little bit of an older skateboarder now is when you medicate at the skate park like maybe a year ago or six months ago, or sometimes it's five years ago. And they were very sweet and they were little and they were just learning. And maybe you spent some time helping them, you know, learn how to car or learn drop how to do a kickflip or drop right. in. You held their hands like it was a huge thing for them. Yeah. And every time they saw you, they would get revved up and there was high fives and fist bumps. And then some That's good stuff. Yeah, oh man, it's awesome. And then some time goes by and you go to the skate park and suddenly that little person maybe they're not so little they've grown and now their attitude has changed and they're surly and quiet and huh. they're trying to shred and you can tell that their focus has moved from or their their interest has moved from the kindness that maybe you were exhibiting to having all the cool cats at the skate park think that they're cool you know they they reach a level of skateboarding that becomes respectable or, you know, they are above their peers, maybe. You know, that's very common in this situation. They're better than the people that are their age. Um, and suddenly they're mean and surly, and they don't really want to say hi to you. And maybe you try to go up and fist bump them, and they kind of fist bump. But they you can tell that they feel uncomfortable because you represent to them, like, the parts of skateboarding that the big boys that they really want to impress don't really like. You know, have you, do, am I describing something that feels familiar to you? This culture of inferiority that is so mainstream. Yeah. You know, if we can call it that for now. Sure. Um, I've watched it swallow people's joy. Yep. I've watched it swallow the simplicity of that, that thing, the underlying philosophy that it's the not importantness of skateboarding yeah. that, that brings it to its best, best manifestations. Yes. Right. You know? Right. Um, I've watched people young and what 
what I usually see is they fall in among a crew. Yeah. Community is very important. It is. And um, when there's no other community available, yeah. it's very common that a young person falls in among a crew that rewards them yeah. for affirming that system yeah. and punishes those who do not affirm that system. Right. So uh, I've seen what you're talking about. Yeah. And I tend to think aloud to myself that, well, you know, life has a way of teaching people there's more to it than that. And I sure. kind of tend to have this idea that maybe they'll wise up, but now it's, you know, I've been <laughs> a while and I see that people, people aren't doing a great job at wising up. Yep. So I might be a little bit more militant now if that's possible <laughs> you know because I've, I've always been a guy who gives a voice to you know like if i could have right like if 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 i could have i might have um i might have seen the coalescence of another culture hmm. sure um you know the the wild popularity of the captain lou podcast is is evidence that <laughs> that what the view that we have yeah. of culture is right. is uh predominant it, it is taking off like wildfire <laughs> yeah, right. and absolutely completely taking over both yes. both culture and market are yes. obviously falling square in our yes. laps right the roi itself is just mind-boggling well the eye is not very big i mean yes. two days a week we podcast right but, but um i <laughs> i feel fairly you know it's fairly well evidenced that this is the way american culture is going yeah like right. american culture it has decided that they that we mostly prefer the being commoditized in market by right. this inferiority argument yeah doctrine um it's a it's like a it's like a it's like an i it's an idea set yeah that it, it exists without being identified but yep. it influences everything is this yeah. the is this the universal sin nature of man yeah. is is this i think it's an outworking I, I do the brokenness and fallenness of mankind yeah and so in skateboarding, you know, one of my first reactions to it was to just be my happy self and yeah. like that. Right. Um, that caused some <laughs> ripples wherever I went. And yeah. it kind of culminated in, in, uh, in the, the 20 teens mm -hmm. with there being a lot of, lot of violent, a uh, lot of violent opposition to my existence. Yeah. So that meant I was over the target. Yep. Um, we have not experienced that with the podcast, um, you know, maybe thanks to the fact that nobody's listening to it. Right. But if our podcast were to get big, I mean, geez, who would, who would be mad about anything we've said on this podcast? We've got elements of San Francisco pro skateboarding reaching back into the nineties street movement. Yes. We've got YouTubers who run giant YouTube interests. Right. I mean, I mean, God bless Andy Schrock and Aaron Cairo, and you know, know. we talk about everything. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. The Nine Club wouldn't mind us. They, they would. They. I mean, 
I don't think we would raise an eyebrow over there. At but least not right now. If we did, right? That's that. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, the it's just fine club. Is that what you call <laughs> it's them? It's just fine club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's. I don't yeah, have a heated. Just... I don't have a heated critique of the nine club. My no. reaction to what I don't. The things I don't like about the Nine Club are things they don't do and don't say. So yeah. we started our own podcast, right. and we say those things. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we we, we don't have and and so I this juxtaposition and this the yeah. the, the, the detailing out of this inferiority right. complex. I mean, there are going to be people who might resonate with this. Um, who, but I I don't I don't I don't think that. I don't think that the the people of our nation, our yeah, culture, sure. I don't think they're really inclined in a large way toward really dealing with oh my gosh the kind of things we're talking about. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, I, we could make a stink about it. We could, and I, I I don't think it would be a bad idea too. And I think in some ways we are with the podcast. You know, like the the fact that almost all of our advertising, almost like huge swaths up to 70% to 90% of our culture is driven fundamentally by shame. Yeah. Is that's, that's what, a gnarly thing. How can our listeners understand that more clearly in the real time? Yeah. These, these, the, we're in this ocean of ideas that are yes, hitting us. Right. Luke, I think you're right. Yeah. People are driven, but it's they don't recognize it as shame. shame. Right. So, like the I, I, you can see it in fashion and cosmetics easily. Okay. Yeah, right. Your eyes are not beautiful. Right. Put this on them. Right. Now your eyes are beautiful, and a person goes from feeling unbeautiful. Why right. do you feel unbeautiful? Because that really because they told me I'm not beautiful. Well, when yeah. did they? When did their ad ever say to you? Yes. You're not beautiful. Right. Nobody advertises by saying. You're not beautiful. beautiful. Right. So where did that idea get in that your eyes are not beautiful? Right. It came when someone said, your eyes will be beautiful yes, right. if you use this. Right. And, and, and that is... Um, it plays on the most base, fundamental nature of humans, in my opinion. You yes, know what I mean? It's insecurity and inferiority. Yeah, right. I, I'm looking at this, uh, this argument that someone yeah. says, um, buy this product for your i don't know whether they mascaras yeah or or, or uh, teeth or they're uh, now foundations they even thighs. have like stick on eyel eyelashes oh yeah people do that all right yeah, so i'm like i sound like my grandfather i know it's so i funny. feel like yeah. my grandfather right i'm right. sitting here and i'm like i've been listening to coulter wall my guy my guy what happened in Saskatchewan in 1881? Yes. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm real literally, <laughs> I am going to Google search Saskatchewan 1881. Yes, yes. Did a guy shoot the tax man? I hope so. That's what I yeah, feel. I, I that's what I feel. I know. Um, anyway, I feel like um, if someone came to me and they said, you know, if you wear this shirt, it'll hide your gut. Yep. Um, a healthy person would say, uh, I mean, I yeah. would, if uh, I had a lady come up to me and she said, I want to cut off your beard. You could be so handsome. Wow. 
Um, I've had uh, I've had a number of a <laughs> uh, number of people say that to me. Well, say, uh, I want to cut off your beard. You could be so handsome. Thank you. And I and I, I have responded to them that uh, I will vigorously react to anyone touching my beard in anything but a respectful way. Yeah. I uh, I have had. I, I had a guy, I, you know, I've had, yeah. I've had that interaction and, yeah. and uh, I've said, ma'am, I will vigorously resist that idea. Yeah. I, and I say it like that. I yeah. vigorously resist your assertion right. that beauty is important. Right. Especially forms of beauty that would call into question whether the length of a man's beard determines their attractiveness. Right. Um, especially shortness of beard now, come on man. it is my and i also share ma'am it is my opinion that a long beard yeah. is always a virtue <laughs> coming from a guy who worked with rotary tools in a <laughs> laminate workshop for 12 years with no accidents not thanks be to yeah. god no accidents right um, but uh i you know i so that vigorous clear yeah. thinking right. way that i react to those things i don't think that women generally even recognize that they're being they're being sold not mascara and weird false eyelashes yeah i, I find them off-putting right um i don't value falseness sure um but they're also being sold they're being sold an idea of themselves right um, that if they don't, if they don't beautify themselves, that they will not be loved. They will not be desired. Right. All right. Well, it's funny because you can that's see a lot of work. No, dude, this is. I love this stuff. I could talk about this for ever. You can see that advertisements, depending on what the product is, they they break them down into masculine and feminine. So, like truck commercials are not geared towards women. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're geared towards men. And like uh, clothing products or anything that's going to beautify you or, 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 you know, enhance the way that you look are usually geared more towards women. I think that's because men, as a general truth, that's generally true, want to be respected and thought of as tough and women want to be thought of capable capable women, yeah men want to be, be men yeah. want to be 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 respectful right. respectably capable yes typically yes i, I think yeah I'm, and I'm, as a general rule women want to be beautiful and desired you know what i mean i so this we, are we on shaky ground at all here i don't think so i don't either it's I unpopular so. no it's unpopular but it's absolutely true and advertisers know that the funny thing is they're coming from it they're not saying this is how men and women are they're just saying what works and they're coming up with this style of advertisement or this style of doing things that really work where you can see the truth is made manifest. And skateboarding is similar. It's, it's usually geared towards more men than it is women. And I think because of that, the battle has become, you know, the pinnacle of what it means to be a skateboarder because that's the way that men are normally geared. Normally. That doesn't mean that no women ever skate. Of course they do and they love it and that's badass. And not all men want to have a battle, but largely a lot of them do. And it, in my opinion, is connected directly to feelings of shame and self-worth and whether or not people are in the group or not. Because you can see that people who come from, you know, whole families with parents that love them and they have great support are normally, when they battle, 
they're not so desperate. You know what I mean? There, yeah. There's not that sense of desperation in, in, involved. There is. There's less desperation. It's less desperation. And it m sometimes makes it more pleasant and sometimes not because we all enjoy to watch somebody, you know, we all enjoy watching train wrecks and we all enjoy watching, you know, beautiful, elegant pieces of art being done. So, um, but I, I think it's helpful to articulate these ideas because when you watch somebody battle or maybe you feel like, oh, I want to battle this out and you have your preconceived notions about what that means, we can be a little bit more, more articulate with our own brains about the way that we feel about it. You know, some of us will battle less and some of us might battle more. Um, because again, as is normal with most problems, the thing that you see as the problem is normally not the problem. It's the thing three levels be you know under the problem that is so distasteful to us. It still you know? feels it feels like so much soup. Oh, it's, it's a tremendous amount of work. Yeah, but it, it doesn't feel to me like it ought to be this much soup. I I feel like I used to say yeah like question authority. Especially right. douchey retail yes. authority, right? And I, and I, I, I found that making fun of, right? And being, you know, spicy takes on, like, those kind of that was seen as overly aggressive and right. just far beyond the pale. Yes, um, I had dear friends come to me and they're like, "You need to tone that down." <laughs> um, I'm so proud of you that you stopped picking on the industry right uh that was when i knew i was going to turn it in yeah because the, when the closest people to me in in skate right were telling me that they were happy that i was no longer lampooning this toxic and garbage crap culture right and the reason i wasn't lampooning it was because i was trying to figure out how to continue to participate without precipitating my own murder yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, turns out it's not possible, so right. we're just doing it. Yeah, right? I guess we'll do it anyway. Right. I find the idea that you're not a, you're not uh, valuable and you're you're not you're not respectable, you're not desirable if you don't buy these things. I find that to be a reprehensible and ridiculous idea. Right. Um. But I walk around like a clown, wearing what I like to wear, mm -hmm. doing what I what I like to do the way right. I like to do it. Right. I am still alive by the provision and grace of God, and right. I have meaningful relationships and um, family. I don't know. I might be a, a testimony to the fact that you you can uh, forget about spending your money on what they. T the minute someone treats you better because you own or have a thing, yeah, or they treat you better. Like I believe in good performance at work. Sure. But it's just work. Right. And I could do a different job and I would want to perform well there too. Right. I accept that at my job, I am paid to perform tasks. I right. should perform them well and be well paid. Right. I don't have a problem with that. Right. But to see that ascribes a value not to me, but right. to my ability to accomplish these tasks. Right. Skateboarding doesn't pay you to accomplish tasks. Right. It makes you pay. Yeah. You're the right. one with the broken wrist and the broken elbow and right. the, the torn out ankle and the dislocated hip. Yeah. And you're the one getting hip replacements or getting uh, caps on your hips. Right. You know, later on in life. 
And very, very, very few skateboarders get to have it as a job. Yep. Those that do yeah. often practice it at the expense of their own mind and soul. Yeah. It's not a good job. Being a being a skateboarder for money yeah. means that you are like that scene in uh, Zoolander <laughs> yeah. where uh, it's like dance monkey. Dance. You know, yeah, and Derek right. Zoolander is a monkey and yeah. they dance. And I think right. he was being, oh, he was being MK Ultra. Ultra yeah. Right. right. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And right. I, actually, that's that's apropos. It is. You're being MK Ultra yeah. when you get into this thing and just. Don't get MK Ultra. Yeah, come on, man. MTV wasn't uh, was not the friend of the eighties. Yeah, it, 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 you know, the Dead Kennedys have not got good thinking right now. You know, Jello Biafra, I just find him to be far gone. But in the eighties, they nailed it. MTV Get Off the Air was a piece of that was a really good repudiation. Mm -hmm. Of the very things we're talking about, yeah. MTV Get Off the Air by the Dead Kennedys was was a repudiation of this same thing, yeah. And the kind of beauty that really is worth desiring, right, is not um, things you smear on your skin or stick to your eyelids, right. The kind of beauty that's really worth desiring is uh is internal yeah a confidence and a peace right. and a knowing what matters yeah. in life and that by the way that can only be one in the hero's journey yeah and um, which is far far more difficult yeah you know like but it's worth it it's so it's funny i i talk to my wife about this all the time because i really connect our marriage with a hero's journey that's what makes it that's part of what makes it valuable to me it's the one place in my life where things can be just a little bit magical. And I don't mean like, we're in love. What I mean is, no, I swore that I was going to do this with you until the end of time. And that finality of the covenant that we're in, it sets my dials to be at war on behalf of our relationship, on behalf of my wife. You know, and maybe it's because I grew up reading like C.S. Lewis's, you know, Chronicles of Narnia you know, or, or watching Lord of the Rings, I'm looking for places in my life where I can really apply some sort of fairy tale esque you know, archetypal hero's journey. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, I, skateboarding can be that for some people, and I think held in its right place. I think it's a wonderful place it's to play that out. It's a much less important... Oh my gosh, it's so not important, it's, bro. It's, Don't it's, do it. It's so... Yeah. Skateboarding is not the right application yes. for... So all these life lessons that we're claiming yeah. that skateboarding tells us, and this whole family that skateboarding right. brings us into, right. um, it's so much ephemera. Yeah. You know, it's it's so passing. Smoke and mirrors. Uh, look at how I remember Jeff Grosso was doing a love letter in which and I think we might start the next episode with this. Yeah. Um we'll pull the clip. Yeah. And Jeff Grosso did a love letter where he talked about if I couldn't I if I can't skateboard, there's no reason for me to live. Sure. And um that is echoed in what uh, Tony Vitello shared in the San Francisco Standard yep. about Jake Phelps, and I oppose that yeah. standard. Right, I oppose it. I don't 
I, I think that it would be really important for us to oppose that, yeah. to repudiate that. That is buying in entirely to the MTV yeah. facade, sham, yeah. and so much of what's going on in, in the skateboarding culture that's pushed yeah. is a false hero's journey that only reinforces the inferiority complex that's already chewed a hole through the heart of this entire nation we're in. Yeah. And what we really need to do is repent, humble ourselves, open the good book and yeah. get down to work. Yeah. Um, that is an awfully trite sounding, <laughs> but I mean every word of yeah. it. Uh, we Absolutely. should get to work on what right. matters the most. Yeah. Uh, we're at 88 minutes of a 90 minute cap. That's yes. a good thing. Yes. 90 minutes is a long time. Who would listen through? Yes. Um, thanks to our listeners. Thanks to Life Skateboards for great skateboards to ride. Um, thanks to those of you who donate through Podbean. Yeah. And um, here's to whatever we cook up in the coming next couple of months here. Yeah. Um, we're working on uh, making this a full-time gig. Doing stuff. You are, are, we are. Yeah. We are. We post things. I post things. You do. I do. I haven't yeah. done it lately, but I'm going to. I, and I'm going to do things too. Yeah. Let's do it. We're doing it. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yes. Remember, this is on this you. Is on you. <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth. Laters.